0: What's up, guys? Happy Thursday. Before we get started, WGT Golf, you guys know the drill by now. This is the most popular golf game in the world. You can play WGT Golf on all of your favorite mobile devices as well as online. When you sign up, you will be able to play closest to the hole or full-stroke play on some of the most famous golf courses like Bandon Dunes, Wolf Creek, Pebble Beach, and so many more. In addition to that, you will, of course, be able to compete head-to-head in tournaments, with all of us in the DNVR community, which I got to admit is my favorite part, even though I truly suck at it. I don't think I've ever made yeah. a single board.
1: They compete. For us, it's a soft term, the competing. <laughs> yeah. We play, but compete. I'm,
0: mm. But like, at least you guys are like kind of good. Like, I've never talked about, and I, I stay quiet about my scores because I'm like, oh, no, it's okay.
2: But That game is
3: really fun when it doesn't make you really angry. When you (laughs) botch a putt and that you really needed, it's it's tough to confront how truly upset you are with the tapping game on your phone. But it's so
0: addicting too because you want to get better. You're like, I gotta win. So you're playing and playing and playing and and test your patience just like real golf. So definitely don't forget to go to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf today. Do we have a tournament this weekend, vote or next weekend?
3: We have tournaments every weekend now, so I mean, we don't have the uh, the name yet ready, but you'll you'll have the details soon.
0: The name takes a lot of creativity. Yeah, we got to lock as ourselves you... in
3: a room for like 48 hours. <laughs> we put our best minds on it. You don't want to know what get... we
1: had to do to get fours of July together. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> the ta hoping,
3: so The creative energy.
1: Out three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline, gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through, taken away by Nathan McKinnon, two on two with Landis. Guy. he has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen, top two hands. Nikola Jokic saved me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious, me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two run home run. Trevor Story
3: lock hands on. Touchdown. 2 for Sudden. Got it! Oh, man! That's from way downtown. And the Blue Arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true!
0: Denver Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Allie Monroy. And with me today, we've got Patrick Lyons, Rudo, Vote, and our DNBR off-season acquisition, Michaela Perkins. Nice. You know, I, I had a little sports in there.
2: <laughs>
3: That's good. This is a sports show. That should, that should yeah. fly. That's good.
0: I like it. I like it. This pod is, of course, presented by Breckinridge Brewery. I'm the only one, I believe, that has a beer, so listen to this. Oh, I kind of hit the mic. Sorry.
1: There you go. Michaela came ready.
0: Oh, there we go, Michaela. Mile High City Copper Lager. I know it's not the weekend yet. We normally film these on Fridays, but hey, Thursday can be the start of your weekend. Don't forget to pick up a 15 can of Mile High City Lager from Breck Brew or any of your other favorite Breck Brews. But you can find the Mile High City Lager at Davidson's, Costco's, a bunch of supermarkets. So definitely check that out we are doing a part two of our favorite recent denver sports memories because the first one was such a hit we had eric delanco um henry chisholm aj hayfleet andrew creaseman on there and they gave such great um history just they talked they really painted the picture for all of their favorite sports memories and so we are going to do that again today with a new group of people as you guys can see um, but first, welcome, Michaela, to DNVR. I think this is your first like podcast, uh, live stream for us. So welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm about to crush this podcast, so this is going to be super fun. All
0: right. I like that energy. So like I said, we did this uh, two, three weeks ago. And I'm going to add a few, a tr- uh, few, what's the word? A Winkels. few what caveats a few caveats sure Caveats. you cannot repeat what the other guys said as your favorite recent denver sports memory or your favorite all-time we want all different so last podcast eric for his nuggets uh favorite recent memory was round one game seven Mm. so vote you can't take that one
3: okay i'm oh can i go
0: Sure.
3: Should we, I'm supposed to wait for a no. You can. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Um, how about the Utah seven in January? Mm. I believe it was January. It might have been February. It's been seemingly years now, but the Nuggets went into Utah, really in the most grueling part of their schedule, with only seven active players, two of them former G Leaguers. They were missing a lot of key starters. Jokic has a head-to-head matchup with Rudy Gobert, who is, in fact, the best positional defender at that position in the NBA. And he just gave it to him. It was unstoppable. And the Nuggets, really the most fun, feel-good win of the season. And that's what it's all about. I think being a sports fan, but more specifically a Nuggets fan, those little moments that you just happen to catch. Yeah, maybe it's not a title or the big national news, but you were there on your couch and you feel like you were in on something, you know, and just part of the club. So that win in Utah to me was um, as fun as anything I've seen covering the Nuggets in Denver.
0: We I don't think it was that podcast, but we definitely did talk about that game. And, I mean, we talked about how you guys did a post-game show, and you guys went into it thinking the Nuggets were for sure going to lose that one. Oh, yeah. It was on the second night of a back-to-back. They had seven players total on their team. And what was it? There was a few other things. They had just gone through that huge four-team trade.
3: Yep, and this was, this was in a month where I think they had – Four different back-to-back games in that month. Yeah. Um. And and so they had been traveling a lot. They were just off, off the heel on the heels of a really um big win in Milwaukee that was unexpected as mm-hmm. well. So this is when every the wheels really could have fell off the wagon for Denver. And as Jokic does, uh, he wakes up from hibernation. He realizes he's needed, and when he's needed, he steps up every time. So it was just really cool. But it, it was also like we say seven players, but. That was Tori Craig, P.J. Dozier, Monte Morris, Flacco Chanjar. I mean, these are Google jobs if you don't live in Denver, right? So it wasn't just the Nuggets starters went in there and played well. Um, it's sort of embodied like it's, it's just this small market thing, right? This team was grown organically. It was grown the right way. It may not peek out at that title. Maybe. It may not. But these little moments, they were worth it, right, if you're a Nuggets fan. That moment maybe more so than any of them, almost validating for what might be the last ride for this core as we know it, we'll see going forward.
0: I think Utah was also on like a 10-game win streak or something like that. The circumstances were all so crazy for that game, making it just so much fun as a fan, as anyone watching being like, what is happening right now? I can't believe this. Like The Nuggets are actually going to win this.
3: And that Gobert matchup too, right? Which was, I think in years past, has given him trouble when Derek Favors was still in Utah. It was really never a one-on-one thing, but this was the season where we saw Yoke sort of kind of cross names off of his list, right? MB, Towns, Gobert. The Nuggets weren't just having better seasons. Jokic wasn't just having a better season. He was hitting game winners. He was putting clearly the better performance in in these head-to-head matchups um, against these guys. That one really being, I think the straw that, that breaks the camel's back in terms of the mental edge in this Utah matchup, by the end of that game, Gobert is, like, begging for help looking at the bench. You know, he do, he doesn't want it anymore. And, and Utah, it, it, that's their guy, right? Like, at the start of the game, every time Jokic took him one-on-one in the post, Utah's bench was up. They live for that. They liked Gobert in that moment. By the end, he was like, stop looking at me, guys. You know, <laughs> he was, like, looking at the ground. And I just think going forward, you're going to see a Jokic that knows against the Jazz, against Gobert, but really that whole class of peers in at the center position, I'm better than these guys.
0: Do you think um, that night, just like everything fell right for the Nuggets, it was a combination of the Utah Jazz kind of underestimating them, mm-hmm. being like they have seven players coming in, they just, went, they just lost two really t- key teammates off of that bench. Do you think it was a lot of underestimating or do you think the Nuggets also just really brought it and wanted to win?
3: A little bit of both. I mean it's impossible not to underestimate, right? Especially the Nuggets are a very good team and it's it's a competitive matchup for Utah right now every time. You go into that looking at at the way their schedule had been shaken out, looking at the bodies that were coming in active and available to go. If you're Utah, I think you overlooked that game ten out of ten times. But the other thing is I just there there are times where Jokic is playing the long game, whether that's conserving energy or other guys need to be hot right now, or, or let me just feel this out and see what the other four guys have tonight in that game. And they really needed a win. That wasn't an option, and and so it had to be him from the start. And he was game. And and I just think the biggest factor was oh, Jokic really needed that one. Knew they needed that one, mm-hmm. and that should make you more excited as we get closer to these bubble and these playoffs. This is when he shines. You know, he he has a switch in my opinion, and that night he flipped it on.
0: We've got, uh, in the comments, the Utah 7 sounds like the title of a great ESPN at 30 for 30. It's
3: really true. Hey, if they go on to win the title this year, I say that's how we tell the story. We start Ooh. from the Utah 7, we open it back up. Maybe we'll just skip the whole COVID thing and the four months off. <laughs> um, Forget we'll about it. We'll just pretend it's a, like one clean timeline, <laughs> you know?
4: I think Utah 7 was actually... Um, an inspiration to Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. So, That's right. I'm not sure that it's exactly a prequel per se to The <laughs> Hateful Eight, but I think it definitely provided a lot of the plot points. And a lot of
3: forced uh, Magnificent *Magnificent Seven memes on Twitter. A lot of forced Oh ones my God, well, yeah. so
0: funny. All right, let's move on to Michaela. She mentioned earlier she's going to choose a Broncos memory as her recent favorite Denver sports memory. So, Henry was the representation for the Broncos, that pod. And he chose the Nebraska CU game. Um, So, and then, yeah, we'll just stick to favorite recent. Um, So, you have full slate on any memory you want to talk about, Michaela.
2: Well, I picked one that I was actually, like, present for. I know you guys probably might have done the same. But um, my favorite recent memory, especially for the Broncos, was the game that they came down to Arizona in 2018, and absolutely blew out the Cardinals. The final score was like 45 to 10. Oh. It was insane. that The Broncos like shredded their defense. There was no competition whatsoever. Um, the State Farm Stadium was packed with orange. It was insane. You would have thought it was a Broncos home game because that's how many Broncos fans are in the stadiums. Um, I was covering some stuff pregame for my internship So I had been able to meet like a bunch of Broncos fans that were tailgating, which was super fun. But the game itself was incredible. Todd Davis, that was his first career interception and touchdown. So he had a pick six to start the game, which was so great. I mean, you can't ask for a better way to start the game than a pick six. And then that was also the game where Emmanuel Sanders threw a touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton. And I lost it. It was the (laughs) coolest thing ever. Everyone around me was like, going crazy there was beer in the air it was so much fun um that game was just electric i mean chris harris jr had a pick six like sanders flipped into the end zone for a touchdown it was just insanity i mean philip Lindsay even ran into the end zone too so um it was just a super fun game to be present for um you know the broncos didn't do too great that year overall but um it was so much fun just being there and seeing um the offense run that way it was so cool
0: I mean, that year they won three games, so that was one of them, and I feel like it was an ass-kicking pretty much, excuse my language. <laughs> um, I don't but, know if I
3: can excuse that one, Allie. Sorry.
0: I know, Brendan. I'm so sorry. Um, Case Keenum at quarterback, Emmanuel Sanders throwing a touchdown, Phillip Lindsay. all that. It was kind of a nice little spark, a little to, like, show fans, like, hey, this could be the future. Like, just wait. Trust the process as a as a Philadelphia term would say.
2: Yeah. And I get really frustrated with the Broncos offense sometimes just because I feel like a lot like, of downfield do. passes aren't <laughs> aren't really their thing. And so, you know, when you had so many cool plays and it was just like constant offense, constantly in the end zone, I mean the Sanders to Sutton touchdown was just the coolest thing ever. So, you know, it was cool to kinda of have a breath of fresh air for an innovative and high power. Broncos
3: offense. And being around a lot of um, fans of the same team, but on the road can be like a really, really cool experience. You know, that Definitely. sort of home away from home thing for sure.
0: Yeah, and Oh I yeah, mean- for sure. I felt
2: so at home.
0: I feel like those wins, especially with tough, uh, tough seasons, um, means just so much more. You're just like, yes, some sort of happiness after mm. just being sad for so long.
2: Yeah, well, and it was crazy, too, because um, Mike McCoy was the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals, and he got fired after that game, (laughs) so
0: there was a lot of uh,
2: ramifications surrounding that game for the Cardinals, but it was a great day to be a Broncos
3: fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that the same game where Chris Harris Jr. got high-fived on his return? Do you remember that, Michaela?
2: I think so. I think it was. Um, yeah, that was just an insane game. It was – there were so many things that happened in that game. It's. Yeah, it was craziness.
0: Who <laughs> correction. Him? Somebody on the other team? Or a quarter? I, rem- I don't remember
4: that I would part. Hope, I would hope most of his teammates would give him a high five. What, what stands <laughs> out about this high five? Well, I it was think... on the field.
3: Yeah, they were, <laughs> they oh, were I really playing football. Hope, as,
4: as they're going from the 10 to 5 <laughs> touchdown, they get a high yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I just wanna correction it wasn't on my just part. Like a- <laughs> I gotta I gotta give the Broncos more credit. They did they had not won just three games that season. They won six. Sorry. Felt like three. Just wanted to correct myself before I got any any angry Broncos fans coming at me. Um all right, Rudo. Yep. AJ chose. <laughs> just waiting, waiting for a response, seeing if you're there, seeing if you're frozen. What's going on? No,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for AJ's answer.
0: Okay, AJ for his recent favorite Denver sports memory chose the St. Louis game, uh, uh 2018, I believe. Was that? Uh, you know, the just the St. Louis yeah, game.
1: The, the game eighty-two.
0: Yes. There we go. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, that's good. Um. I am choosing game six of the San Jose Sharks series Ooh. against the Avs. I could have taken the low-hanging fruit and gone with Kale McCarr, but but no, I'm not doing that. And if I may, for the live audience, do a little bit of uh, show-and-tell here. Yes. Oh, wow. We have uh, Gabe Landeskog scoring a quintessential Gabe Landeskog goal here as he just dumps the puck in, chases it down, and creates carnage in the corner. Uh, Him and Carlson just follow the ice. Somehow the puck ends up squirting out to the boy wonder himself, Kale McCarr, who throws (laughs) it towards uh, the net. Landeskog gets it, collects it, and taps it in. And you get the uh, legendary avalanche call now, where I believe Sportsnet, NBC, and Connor McGahee on Altitude Radio all made the same call of Gabe Landeskog knows the way to San Jose as that goal force game seven back in San Jose. And, It hadn't really set in for me that the Owls were legitimate cup contenders until that goal, I think, Mm -hmm. where they took one of the best teams in the league at the time to the brink. They were one game away, one offside call away (laughs) from (laughs) a conference finals. But when that goal happened, we didn't know what was to come in game seven. So. My favorite recent memory for the ads
0: who votes for Rudo to call games because I was very entertained. I by know, that a live yeah, the play by play was on point. Yeah.
1: What <laughs> a treat for us? I've been practicing with the uh, <laughs> the gaming tournaments there, so I got a little.
2: <laughs> I
3: was like, it sounds this reminds me of, of something. Oh, yeah, you calling my FIFA games, That's what yeah. I, but <laughs> I actually
1: know like terms and how <laughs> so it sounds a little better.
0: <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, game seven was was a heartbreaker but game 6 was so 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 much fun and that landy goal can't beat it
1: yeah it's maybe not the biggest goal in recent abs history but Definitely. certainly one of my fondest memories
0: rudo does great play by play between the ea games and the prospect watches it's true maybe that maybe that's your path here rudo
1: the I can see it. we have DNVR sports hosting. I got yeah, you. There
0: you go. <laughs> Just
3: a matter of time.
4: We have to purchase a league of some sort. Yeah. Step one.
3: Sponsor. Sports come back. <laughs> yeah. A couple of steps to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Patrick. What is your recent favorite Denver sports memory? Drew shows Cubs wild card game.
4: Yeah, the NLCS wildcard game in 2018 was was huge, especially Walter's uh, RBI single uh, in the 13th inning. was a big one, so it was a good choice by Drew. I'm actually going to pick one even more recent and I think uh, possibly even larger for the franchise, and that was just this January when we didn't have baseball. But that was the moment that the first Colorado Rockies player, executive manager, or any staff member from the organization was inducted into the baseball oh. hall of fame. That was Larry Walker. Great choice. Well, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the voting, you know, came in and he, he just eked it out by a handful of votes. And so Drew and I, we were stationed at the Blake Street Tavern uh, with a bunch of, of our subscribers and, and
0: fans. keep talking. I have some video that I can pull up from from the announcement at Blake Street.
4: Oh, every th- that video is is absolutely everywhere because that's the moment that really puts Denver baseball on the map because uh, they were ultimately the last team to have a player in Cooperstown, in Shrine, right? Uh, You know, the Rays haven't had a lot of really good players, but Wade Boggs came through there and and spent a little bit of time. Marlins haven't had a a lot of great ball players, but Andre Dawson spent some time uh, with them, uh, along with a few other guys with with a cup of coffee here and there. Uh, But the Rockies, again, no one that had even spent a week with the team had been in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, when you work in this market, you know, you get forgotten about a lot. And Mm -hmm. there is some East Coast bias in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. And and coming from the East Coast, I I know what that's about. And, you know, that's a, a seminal moment, I think, in Denver sports history, especially for the Rockies, where, you know, baseball said, yeah, you know what the Rockies you guys are a real baseball team. We'll put aside all the conversation about, you know, Coors Field and how easy it is to hit a home run. And sure, yeah, Arenado was okay at 40 home runs, but anybody could do that in Colorado. Uh, That was kind of the moment where it was all washed away and said, you know what, one of your guys did it. So I I think that was was really huge. And to be able to celebrate with, you know, the fans in in this community – um, you know, you can see the looks on everybody's faces, jumping up for joy. Found for this it, player, and it was it was so exciting, and and we still get to kind of relive it in a sense because you know when he finally does get inducted, that has now been pushed to 2021. That's another moment that Rockies fans can go and and say, you know what? Let's go to upstate New York. Let's go to the the place where the the sport was invented. It wasn't actually invented in Cooperstown, New York. <laughs> But let's go there and let's see one of our own. Because finally, there, there's a Rocky in
1: Cooperstown. It's a great pick. Yeah. It,
0: that, that moment. Really good. I'll, Ruto, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say, part of what made it so special is no one thought he was going to get in. No one. Uh, nobody did. And Drew did a speech at Blake Street even like, look, he's probably not going to get in, but yeah, thank yeah. you for coming. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he got in. And <laughs> it, it, the unexpected amazingness, I guess, is what made it truly special.
3: One of my favorite Definitely. moments in this city since moving here, sports or not, really cool moment.
4: Yeah, and it was his final year on the ballot, so it, it did not mm-hmm. mean that he, it was impossible for him to get in, but it just meant now there was no real system for which he'd be able to get in, and it could be three years or five years, or some guys, they wait 15 to 20 years until they finally you know, have some of their peers say, yeah, this guy... This guy deserves to be in. And by that point, you know who knows if Larry Walker's even still alive. So, thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. And we'll get to see, you know, his his speech. Maybe he'll turn his Cooperstown cap around backwards, much like he did in the All Star game against Randy Johnson. And can he wear you know, the
3: SpongeBob nasty hat again? That Incredible.
0: I am smiling as I'm watching this video. I'm lowering the volume, though, because I don't want to kill anyone listening with how loud the cheers are when it happens. Um, But I remember I had not watched much of Larry Walker besides just highlights and all that not growing up here. But the happiness I felt was because of how much, like, Drew and Rocky's fans wanted it. Like, they wanted it so badly so I was driving and I heard it happen and I got goosebumps like yes like this happened for all of our friends all of our DNVR family who's like needed this to happen for Rock's baseball it's just so it was goosebump worthy and the video was amazing let me
4: I recommend I anyone actually go seconds. back and listen to the DNVR Rockies podcast from that night because Drew and I we had this great heart-to-heart conversation about, you know, again, what it meant for the city and specifically for him. And I'm not going to, you know, tell his his side of the story, what it, what it means to him and his family. But, you know, if you grew up watching the you know, Blake Street Bombers in the early days of the 90s, you know, that's over 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. And, you know, depending on how old you were when you, when you had kids um, and, and, you know, where, you, where you're at um, on the spectrum as far as your age, you might not have even... Be alive to have seen this moment finally come to fruition. So, uh, for it to finally happen, and for everyone who was there for it, you know, it's it's a great moment to celebrate.
3: Generational fandom and loyalty—it it come. It's it's based off like history, right? It, it takes time, and obviously the Rockies are a young organization. So, to have kid, you know, sort of younger kids talking about and watching that team with their dads, the same way you do the Yankees, the Cubs, the Cardinals. Well, it takes these little bullet points in history. And so for the Rockies, yeah, there's there's not that that title yet, but this is one of those moments, right? Do you remember watching this together? Or that guy your dad always talked about that you didn't get to see play. That's not just some old man reminiscing or waxing poetic. This is validated. This is stamped <laughs> yeah. into history. So so genuinely an important moment for the Rockies, I think.
0: All right, I got the video. I apologize if it's a little loud. <laughs> Look at Drew! My favorite part is Bounce Drew in. just bouncing. <laughs> stick there. There's another angle coming.
4: Yeah, a lot of the news stations were there filming. Even the Rockets had a camera crew there. They've used um, you know, some of the when they- from that night as part of some of their production and some of their shows about Mike Walker. And-
2: Two members. Oh when god. they said two, that's like when yeah. you knew. You <laughs> when they the said room. two, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Five,
4: two player. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of the coolest, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Is, the, is If you think about it, right after this, they announced. Oh, and the other guy's Derek Jeter. No one could give a crap. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Again, Brendan and I coming from Jersey and even if you're a baseball fan, the name Derek Jeter holds a lot of weight. You know, he's he was the Peyton Manning of that area where he's a superstar player who came in, won some big trophies, and Derek Jeter was the idol. And no one in Denver cared about hearing how many votes he got. Did he get hundred percent? No, it's our guy is in let's celebrate.
2: Well, I think there's two things too that really made it awesome. Above that is like, um, you know, Larry Walker is a great human being outside of being a baseball player, so it's so easy to support somebody like that. And then also, like you said, like nobody thought he was going to make it, so when he did make it, it was like an extra like emphasis of holy cow, he just made it, and he's also a great human being, so it was just really cool. I
3: mean, that surprise was palpable. I. I I mean, Patrick is not underselling this. I really didn't know, so I was straw-pulling the room, taking in the temperature. I asked Drew like three times, and all three times he was explicit. <laughs> he was like, he's not getting in, dude. I know. Uh, I mean, do you yeah. remember
0: when we were preparing for content that night? We were like, okay – this could either be really really good. Everyone's really happy or this could be like very depressing. Also, if you remember there's a lot of, a lot of other Nolan stuff right? Rockies. Yeah. world <laughs> before that announcement and that kind of just like lifted everyone's spirits. Forgot about the whole Nolan True. Jeff Chef drama and was able to just enjoy. And I mean, that video alone is like that's why that's why sports are amazing because of the emotional feel that a tie that community that we all feel When we're watching some of our favorite players, athletes, all of it. I just miss it so much. And it's
2: coming back!
1: Shout out to, to Larry for going in as a Rocky as well. There wasn't much doubt, but there was a real possibility he could have gone in as an expo.
2: There was like a moment where I was like, I questioned it. I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to pick the Expos? And I was like, <laughs> no, that would have been I, so sad.
1: Honestly, I don't think it would have mattered to Rockies fans, really. Yeah. Like they were like, doesn't matter. He's in. But going in as a Rocky is just the extra little cherry. Right. And,
4: and he, Or he could have gone with no logo whatsoever because, hey, I didn't want to choose sides. I'm from Canada. I play with the Expos. You know, it's a shame that. You know, I I had such a great relationship with that community up there. And, you know, it's a shame that 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 kind of faded away and they they moved to D.C. And, and, you know, the relationship between Walker and the Rockies is, you know, a questionable one uh, at best. And, you know, the Rockies, although they made the announcement that they were going to retire Walker's number 33, they actually did it after all of the votes were in. So while they did it before he was inducted, they did it after it was important. So they kind of you know, didn't do it at an influential time. They they kind of, you know, uh, they might have dropped the ball there a little bit. So that was all Larry Walker on his own, and that was all Denver on our
2: own. So it was a great moment.
3: Yeah, you know, I wondered if he was going to go in as a cardinal, too. but oh, uh, here we go.
2: he was great that year.
3: He was great that year. He's loved in St. Louis. I've, I'm, of course, joking. wouldn't even attempt to claim him. But uh, I,
0: am, I am thankful that vote changed his background. Remember those early uh, TDSP That remotes? cardinal
1: flag had to I go, had that yeah. That cardinal
0: flag, and I would always just take him out of here. I got he some emails about that. that <laughs> so folks
3: weren't kidding. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Colorado guy.
0: <laughs> uh, well, those moments, we'll soon be able to feel all those type of feels and moments at the DNVR bar, which is going to mm, be so nice. exciting when we can have that place packed. If you haven't gone down and checked it out, totally understand. We'll be there whenever you're ready to go. But definitely, if you are stopping by, tweet at us. Let us know you're there. and. People are normally upstairs. We'll come down and chat and, and talk some sports with you. And, and then when sports do come back, uh, that week of that first day, August 1st, is going to be just so much fun. So don't forget to check that out. But before we go to favorite Denver sports memory of all time, we got to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook and the big fight going on this weekend. Apparently, this card is wild. Fleet
3: um, Island. Which is is the coolest sounding title. (laughs) Like I'm watching for sure now for that alone.
0: It's going to be crazy. Uh, The DNVR bets daily podcast already talked about it on Monday. So people could kind of get their picks in as the week goes on. And then we'll be talking about it again on Friday. Definitely check that out and head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. For all of the best offers on that this week, like I said, is full of action. Besides just the fight, we've also got golf, Premier League soccer, and all the way to do. Um. Oh yeah, Fight Island. I already talked about that part. Um. I don't know. I don't have. Our, we don't have our our UFC just guys on whatever here.
1: Whatever so Dre I'm, says, just do that. He's on like the most ridiculous heater ever right now. Like,
0: that's yeah. true. And some of his. Winnings happen by fading RK. So listen to Andre fade RK. That's that's what I could tell you. But definitely go listen to that podcast for actual advice on it. My brother was texting me about it, and I was like, I, like, I watch it, but I don't know what to bet on you. Whatever. <laughs> but if you are going to bet – Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, new users can get a no-brainer odds boost on the headline fight this Saturday. If you bet $20, you can win $100. Yep, that's right. No matter if you pick Usman or Maz... Maz Just Maz, ask out. She's got you covered.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Maz, what, how is it?
1: Jorge Masvidal.
0: Masvidal or Usman? Your odds will be boosted to $20 to win $100. So head to DraftKings Sportsbook now and sign up with that code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, definitely call 1-800-522-4700 to get some help on that all right favorite of all time we'll go we'll start we'll start with Michaela on this one what is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time Drew I know you're going Rockies Drew did choose um the first Rocktober uh but if if you repeat it I'll, I'll let that one slide he took a whole month oh yeah It was
2: very unfair. He
0: was like, I'm going to take 12 days. I'm going
4: to take game 163. (laughs) I'm going to take game four of ALCS, Todd Helton, making the final. (laughs) Come on, this guy.
2: (laughs) Well, since I'm batting leadoff, I guess it's only appropriate that I pick a Rockies memory. If you guys know anything about me, you know I'm a huge Colorado's Rockies diehard. That's my team till the end of time. So my favorite all-time. Colorado memory is, of course, the 2007 playoff run. Um, I loved everything from the wild card tiebreaker all the way up to the World Series. Even though we lost the World Series, it was re- still really cool for me to see my team in the biggest stage at the World Series. So, I how could I not pick past the 2007 season? Um, yeah. It was just an incredible playoff run. Like I said, it started with the wild card tiebreaker against the Padres and that infamous Matt Holliday. Did he touch home plate or not? Which of course he did. He did. He <laughs> touched home plate. Let me just settle the score. <laughs> and it, so it went from that to the NLDS against the Phillies, which the Rockies swept, and then the Rockies also swept the NLCS against the d Um So it was just like an amazing and an electric playoff run. I will forever remember the 2007 season. I will never forgive the Boston Red Sox for breaking 11-year-old Michaela's heart. But like I said, it was still really cool to see you know my team in the world series. Um, it, unfortunately it didn't end well for us, but it started off really cool. So I had to go through 2007 season
0: on the last podcast. We just don't talk about that last part. We were just like, you know what? Yeah, We forgot about it. The only part that you want to talk about <laughs> is the happy stuff.
2: Exactly. And it started off so great. You know, the, the tiebreaker game was insane that they swept the, the NLCS awesome. and the NLDS. So it was just so much fun. Um, I'm super bummed that it didn't end the way that I wanted it to. But like I said, you know, you couldn't ask for anything more than your team getting all the way to the World Series. And also that team had like a, all, almost all of my favorite Rockies, like all-time Rockies players, like Kelton, Tulo, uh, Matt Holiday, of course. Um, and I, I like Clint Hurdle. So, you know, yeah. Um, we're only missing cargo on the list, so it was cool to um, you know, watch all those guys play.
1: <laughs> that team had one of the greatest runs of wins ever. In sports, in sports. like Yeah, you're, the yeah. Golden State Warriors would take that record of like they went what? They won 20 of their last 21.
3: 21 of 22. 21
1: of 22. I mean, and then.
3: The margin for error, too, right? That whole way. like It's not like going on a win streak to start your season. It's like you're starting the playoffs now, essentially, right? If you lose, what, three times? You're done. (laughs) You're done. And then they win every time. It's insane. It's crazy. They
4: said that to each other, essentially, in the locker room. Like, all right, guys, hey, we're a couple games out of the wild card. And they kind of all looked around, like, "All right, I guess we got to win this out." Okay, let's go do it. And they yeah.
3: did. Yeah, That's it's insane. so cool.
0: Um, I know this topic got brought up on the Broncos podcast, and they were talking about um, that time in Rocktober, and and Ryan was saying that that was the first time he truly saw, like, all of his classmates, everyone in school, was like wearing purple. Like, it was such a big moment for the franchise in general to get those younger fans those older fans, just everyone to unite. And he said he hadn't seen anything like that. Um, and Mace agreed, talking about how, how amazing that time was, and so did Zach. So that's a great one.
4: Michaela, did you have, like, a favorite piece of memorabilia from that time or, like, a shirt that you had gotten that you're like, oh, I have to wear this for all the playoff games? Was there something big that the 11-year-old Mikhaila um repped for the Rockies there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I – my mom dressed me up in um, the little cheerleader outfits for every team. I have like this picture of me in a Broncos cheerleader uniform from like when I was two. And um, I left the hospital in an Elway jersey. So I oh, had wow. a Rockies, our uh, little Rockies uh, cheerleader uniform. So and um, uh, I had I had outgrown it by that point. But um, I slept with it underneath my pillow <laughs> uh-huh. oh. <laughs> just because I was like, we have to do this. Like this is good luck for us. And if it, they can be superstitious, so can I. So I had my little cheer uh, uniform underneath my pillow with my pom poms on my dresser. Oh, no. um, was, it, was this so, official
4: MLB yeah. uh, mem- uh, uh, paraphernalia, or was this a homemade <laughs> kit? No,
2: no, no, no. It was a homemade thing. I was um, just curious. I uh, like was
4: going to do cheerleading thing maybe, but they. they no,
2: no, no. no, it, was did, no Andrew, it was a homemade thing. I'm glad. No, it I'm going to see. I was
0: going to say, I'm glad AJ isn't on here to then just be mean about an 11 year old and her love for superstitions as AJ is very against superstitions (laughs) and is so annoying when it comes to it. But that's cute. Why not just feel like you got to sleep with your uniform under the pillow to create a Of course,
2: I I couldn't actually wear it, but I still had to incorporate it somehow because I was so in it. But, yeah, it was a homemade thing my mom made for me. So,
0: All right. We have a comment. My high school had the playoff games playing in school after game 163. It was great. Seemed like the state revolved around the Rockies. It was
2: October. really cool. It was such a cool time.
0: All right, Patrick, we'll move on to you. What is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time? And just a reminder for everyone – where I I had a memory I Patrick assume has one vote has one but the three of us are from the East Coast just a
3: Thank bunch you. of slackers my, yeah, my no. memories are not like you'll <laughs> see they're not great
0: yeah some of mine are like they're recent because you want your favorite memory of all time to be like something that you fully remember not when you like lived I mean let's be honest country. your
1: favorite Philadelphia moment of all time was recent too so. <laughs> We have a bad (laughs) history,
0: Bruto. You know? (laughs) Hey, want to talk about the year before when the Phillies beat the Rockies?
1: No. Not
0: really. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Patrick, what is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time?
4: My favorite memory is is one I did not get to see in person, uh, but I was this close from seeing it, and that would have been Father's Day, Mm. 2017, Nolan Arenado's walk-off Cycle. I went to the ballpark that day with my wife, and we got in line. Congrats on the wife. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So we we got in this big long line, and they sold out of rock pile seats. And so the line kind of dispersed, but the windows were still open. Went went in, got in line, and some old curmudgeon told us to some expletives. (laughs) I was like, "What's this guy's issue?" And, And I realized later. It's Father's Day, and he doesn't have any kids that want to be with him. Um, And then the the (laughs) it was sad. Well, that made me feel a little bit better, to be honest, because he was a jerk
0: to us. Anyway,
3: you didn't hang yeah. on to it at all, though. You didn't develop no. like a grudge or anything. No, no.
0: I let that go
4: He took the ago. high road.
3: We're
0: really seeing the Jersey side of
4: Patrick. That's not you a Colorado what? side. Bring up DNVR draws. I'm going to sketch his face. <laughs> go. Go <ahead. laughs> Give me my stencil. So, uh, well, I'll have to tell you off air one of the other reasons why I was able to remember this guy so vividly
2: oh. we, we
4: got to the box office and then uh they're like oh no those 15 dollars seats are actually 25 dollars seats and my wife had just opened up her small business to make jewelry so it was like you know what forget it it's a sign let's not go to the ballpark so we had a good time in Lodo and got home started watching the game and it was close and they were behind and I'm like oh my god he 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 needs a home run for this cycle and bases are loaded and they're they're down by a handful of runs. And this is why you, if you have tickets to a baseball game, you got to go because you never know what will happen, right? That'll be the day that someone throws a no-hitter or someone breaks such and such record. So you've got to go. And they're just listening to him doing it. And it's like, wow. You know, it's something that obviously you see video of and it's, it's just this moment that is, is encapsulated in that and you can just feel the electricity in the building that day. You know, the excitement with the Nolan Arenado. And take it one step further, even if you just see a still frame of Nolan Arenado, you know that day, you know the backstory, you know what he did. And that moment is one of the most iconic, I think, in, in Rocky's history. Just Nolan, blood coming off of his face, just, yeah, that was huge.
0: I think that's a moment that... Maybe it's because it was Father's Day or just that's how important it was. I feel like so many Rockies fans know exactly where they were when Nolan hit that walk-off cycle. Like, it's just one of those moments that are, are ingrained in your brain. You're just like, yes. That was yeah. it's a crazy day.
4: Yeah, and, you know, that that's one of those days where yeah. it's, it's getting towards you know summertime. And so all across the country, people are, are tuning in to, to ESPN or wherever they, they get their news from. Um, hopefully it's DNVR here in town. But but you're watching the highlights, and that was a moment that, you know, across all 27 cities um, that have Major League Baseball, they were watching one of the best in the game do it at such a high level uh, and at the capacity that he did it. It's like, hey, again, one of our guys is on the top of the mountain, no pun intended, and it's, it's just a great moment, again, to be a Rockies fan because one of their guys did it. They did the thing, and they are – you know, they're, they're at the top of
0: all of it. So awesome. Before we move on to vote and Ruto, I got to show Michaela sent us the pictures of her in a little Broncos cheerleader uniform. And it's the cutest thing. <laughs> Aww
2: i couldn't find one of my rockies but i had the broncos one on standby so you can just imagine what it looks like with the rockies logo on the front but yep that was little Michaela in her little homemade tear uniforms so freaking cute oh. i
4: love the air force ones you were wearing too i mean really thank you, you yeah go. i was, I was <laughs> ahead of my time she goes back to prove <laughs> I wasn't. I come- we're trying to do this thing here
0: what are you trying? I'm not in on it, clearly. I went in to look like what? Where? Um, we have another cop. One of my favorite in person Rockies memories was 4th of July 2008 versus the Marlins, where the Rockies won 18 17 in the bottom of the ninth.
4: Wow. It yeah, was a, a low scoring affair.
2: Uh, <laughs> it was a really boring game. I don't know why you would like that
4: and one. Half the people laughed they said, forget the fireworks. <laughs> Nothing's happening. It was 17 game.
0: What was the game against the Giants? How many innings did they go into? Was it 17? Or Last was it year, more? Right? Yeah. It was on a
4: Friday night in San Francisco. So the game they the ran out of
0: strikeout space to put the card
4: in. Yeah. Yeah, the Seagulls were taking over the ballpark at that point. They ball, were angry. a common occurrence uh, in that area. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a memorable one as well. Yeah. Was it 17? I think it was, it was 17. That's was the number yet, that stands
0: year. out to me, so, but I wasn't sure. I remember everyone on Rocky's Twitter was like, What if this goes till the morning? What if we see sunrise? <laughs> it was a hectic and crazy game. But all right, vote. Yeah. What is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time?
3: So I've been here for two years and I cover the Nuggets. So <laughs> uh, not a lot of wins. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a loss though and, and make it a positive because it was one. Um, May third, 2019. Denver is in Portland for the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. It goes four overtime. The Nuggets ultimately lose one forty to one thirty seven. But um, this was the first series, uh, postseason series I had covered, like on the road. You know, I did the home games in round one, but I was in Portland on the ground. Um, to me, this is what I had worked so hard for when I. I really pivoted to this nuggets content stuff. And shortly before on my way to, um, to Portland and going to the airport, I was hit by a car. I was in a car, but it was a really nasty car wreck. And I mean, we turned over a couple of times and I I ended up finding out I had like a really nasty concussion. Um, it, it was really, really scary. It was nasty. It was by far the closest I've come to any sort of existential panic, um, and fear. And so just 12 hours later, to be in Portland, and then shortly after to be at a game like that, four overtimes, um, in in the second round. So this is Denver on that national stage, you know, with the teams that are left, with the teams that are matter that everyone's watching. They're playing what is easily the best game of the playoffs. Uh, it didn't go one forty to one thirty seven because neither team could get a stop. It was a well played game. Uh, both teams were awesome that night and had it. And so it was just this peak moment, everything I'd been there for, and with the added in element of like on my way to this place. I almost didn't get here. Um, so I, I, it was a loss, but I, I wasn't upset. I remember that moment. And I wrote a piece that night, um, which this is what we wanted, right? We, we just wanted a seat at that table as Nuggets fans, whether it's a win or loss, to be there to feel that leverage, to feel that intensity. It was so cool. Um, and I have a feeling, should fans ever be in the building, media in the building again, we'll see more of those from the Nuggets going forward.
0: The amount of minutes Jokic played...
3: Yeah, it was a 65. It was the the 60 minute night, so.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Um, that moment for some DNBR family members. Uh it was right in the middle of the night before it was an Abs playoff game and I think we had ju- we had done three nights in a row of Blake Street Tavern watch parties. And f- four overtimes we we're sitting there like every moment is so stressful, freaking out also exhausted from just being able to watch Nuggets playoffs, Avs playoffs, Nuggets playoffs, oh, yeah. Avs playoffs like and then the next night was an Avs game. It was like, "Oh my god. I can't believe this goes into four overtimes, but DMVR fam stuck around till the very end, like you said, even though it wasn't the ending we all wanted. It was still just like the most crazy game to watch happen."
3: For sure. For sure. And it was just I was getting texts from my friends back home, right, the casual basketball fans who were, of course, watching every second of that game, like, yo, dude, are you seeing this? Yeah, I cover the team for a living. Of course, I'm <laughs> seeing it, but I'm yeah, just I'm glad here, you guys actually. are watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was cool, and, and to sort of share that spotlight, and, you know, they lost that game, but the Nuggets, like, did themselves proud that night, and, and so it, it was, to me, it felt like, okay, this is the beginning of an era that should see many moments like this, some hopefully going
1: their way going forward let's hope i uh i much prefer your twitter answer what was that
3: oh Oh, yeah (laughs) i almost went with this one too Uh, (laughs) i didn't know it yet that's the thing i was just (laughs) watching i was just craving taco bell like everyone else
0: Uh, that was look at that we had 166 responses and then like 70 quote tweets of that that was really funny um, I was – I, with that, that type of tweet, I had a bone to pick. Why did AJ call it a bowl? You at least called it a it, bowl on a stick.
1: It's a bowl. Or if you look at it's the – It's
0: a early, chalice cup.
1: It was – it's a bowl. All right. It, 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 like geometry in, in early high school. Maybe it's middle school. I forget. You know how all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares? Yep. Yeah, it checks out. I think. All cups are bowls but not all bowls are cups.
0: Yeah. A logic but lesson. This here. one is called <laughs> a cup.
1: It's called a Stanley cup because they put a bowl and put it on a giant stand, which made it a cup.
0: Which makes it a cup. Yeah,
1: exactly. that last sentence exactly. sounds so th- key. <laughs>
0: That's why it's <laughs> not a bowl. Like I said, yours, you said a bowl on a stand. That sounded better. AJ just said, hand, like, handed another person a bowl. I was like, it's not a bowl. It's
1: not, it's, you can't put a small human being in a cup. And people put their babies in the Stanley Cup all the time. So really, yeah. it's a bowl. It doesn't matter what you call it.
0: What? what? They pour beer in it and drink it, too.
1: It's you a cup. You can drink out of a bowl.
2: <laughs> or if you're Phil Kessel, you put a ton of hot dogs in it.
1: Or <laughs> <a pet. laughs> There you go. And also,
0: know. you can put a small baby in
2: a cup.
1: <laughs> all I'm saying, of all the stories I've heard, you do not want to drink out of the Stanley Cup.
2: Like, But many people do. <laughs> I wouldn't. Ew. Oh, I you think my, if you had a chance and it was
3: right there in 100%. front of you, I would one hundred percent. I would
2: one hundred percent. Player and I had won the cup, yes. But if all I right, was just right. like given an opportunity to like drink out of it, no, that's just. I've I done still still a too. shoe before, Michaela. Yeah. No, I've never done oh, a shoe. shoe. The NVR so eats have to happen. Her story checks out. Her story checks out. Yeah, I drink drink from
3: solo cups that are probably just as gross as the Stanley I
2: mean, I went to frat parties at ASU, so it can't be that far off. Yeah, there you go.
3: See? Just find that energy. Just dig deep.
2: (laughs) Drinking out of a shoe, I feel like, is
0: very different than the cup. The shoe keeps all the odors in. The cup, the bowl, whatever you want to call it, the chalice. They probably clean it, right? Uh, They clean it it with beer. (laughs) My favorite thing ever will be Alex Ovechkin celebrating with that cup, doing literally, I don't even know what
2: with that cup. He like, doesn't remember. What he did, yeah,
3: he doesn't remember. No
2: <laughs> He's relieved he got
3: it back to anyone.
2: You know? <laughs> I'm surprised it's still in one piece after Ovi had it, honestly. Mm-hmm. They they might have God. Given him a dummy one where it's
3: like,
1: <laughs> he, he wouldn't out. have noticed. <laughs> he
2: don't give him the real
1: one. How many beers does he <laughs> had? Exactly. He could have it drunk
2: everywhere. like he did with like Lombardi and just like dented the crap out of it. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I was just thinking of that too. Oh, <laughs> these people. All right, Rudo. Maybe to your surprise, AJ did not choose an Avs memory as his favorite Denver sports memory of all time.
1: No, that's not that surprising. Actually, he
0: chose Super Bowl thirty-two, Patrick. Patrick helped me with the, the number on that one. As we were just saying, Super Bowl in 1997. Super Bowl 32. Uh, so, Rudo, you have the floor with any av sports memory.
1: I don't have to say anything because Gary Thorne is going to say it for me.
0: Oh, rudo has been all about bringing <laughs> the special effects in. you flexing your producer yeah. background. <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> all
1: right, Avalanche. And after 22 years, right the mark, i got chills
2: so cool
1: so dope. easy as that i i don't have much to say no uh, rudy, but why did you
3: pick that
2: <laughs> what thank, could you, it be? thank you brendan thank you
0: this isn't just a a five minute podcast like oh yes this goodbye <laughs> was it
3: because they won <laughs> <laughs>
0: so rudy you didn't actually answer
4: the question gary thorne did we want to know, hear from you. Your voice. Yeah, yeah
1: so uh, this was, first of all, I was five years old when the Evs won their first cup, so I wasn't really old enough to understand exactly what was happening. So I was never a big football fan, uh, so the the Super Bowls didn't quite have the same impact on me as as hockey, which I was a very big fan of, and it was the unadulterated joy of obviously seeing my team win the stanley cup was was amazing in and of itself but the whole story behind raymond bork uh one of the greatest defensemen ever to play hockey had been in the league for over 20 years and had never won a stanley cup and the abs were the the team to finally bring it to him as a 40 year old man uh winning everything and then the moment itself was just too perfect as well, with Sackick sweeping the cup across to him. and It was a game seven. Everything culminated into the Cinderella story of, of Raymond Bork in the Stanley Cup, as in many people's opinion, the greatest hockey moment in history, not just Avalanche moment. So, yeah.
0: It's an awesome one. And I mean, it kind of, it, not at the same level, but ties back to that uh, Ovi celebration and why it was so intense was because when a player goes through that long, it's just so many opportunities and not winning a cup and to finally get that to happen. It's just like, Oh my God. Yes.
1: It's, I mean, it's been happening a lot this recently in in hockey, the capitals finally breaking their curse. St. Louis, same thing had never won a cup. And well, as long as you're not a Buffalo Sabres fan, I guess you're okay, but (laughs) Um, yeah, it's it's an experience that I truly hope every single sports fan gets to experience at least once, because that's what it's all about—the the year after year after year of heartbreak that you know you're setting yourself up for for that one time where it actually works.
0: Oh, and and this year may be the year. Touch on wood. For, Who knows?
1: Who knows? For
0: a, a hockey team, we all iconic... kind of like.
4: Ray Bork, that's such an iconic moment too Rudo you know, cuz like you know I, I remember being in New Jersey and and like being a, somewhat of a hockey fan at the time and it was just you just get it where you're like this guy needs to go out with a cup because i think in, in, in hockey it's a little bit easier to there's not too many guys who never want a cup that are all-time greats Yeah. and again like you said Sackett gets it and he's like no no it, it, this is for him yep you know and it it was a Cinderella story uh, uh, you know except it was a 40 year old man instead of what like, well you know but, oh, yeah. but other than that i know
0: exactly what you mean and glass man, slipper giant moment. cup
1: i mean yeah i'm pretty B- sure goal, there was a whole remember Bruno,
0: you gotta keep your a... things straight you can't you say cup? A glass
4: slipper from cinderella or a stanley cup that was used by ray bork go uh,
1: stanley cup every time i think uh but, as a
0: sports yeah. fan stanley cup you just have to yeah. If I, I get mean, past beer into the Stanley Cup, like I, you just have to.
1: I guess you this really wouldn't appreciate it as much because New Jersey was maybe the only place in the country that was rooting against Ray Bork for that cup.
4: <laughs> I pulled for the Avs. Uh, I mean, I, I rooted for both teams, but I, the better story was was Ray
0: Bork. Didn't they oh, win it the totally next didn't. year?
1: Yeah, New Jersey so, was, like, borderline a dynasty. In that. So I feel like as a forever. fan
0: like that, you're just, like, you're sad because your team lost, but you're like, hey, this is, like, such a special time in history. Like you said, some people consider it one of the best moments in hockey's history. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, I guess, all right, especially if you won the next year. I feel like if I was that fan, I would be like, ah, eh, whatever. It's For the memories. It's about the
4: greater good this I
1: guess you all are better than me because if the 11-year-old me watched – the Avs lose to New Jersey and they had Ray Bork on that team, I wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, I had,
3: I had no interest in seeing the Cubs lift that curve. That could have been my whole life. moment. Some
2: oh, of us I are a little different. <laughs> I'm kind of exposing myself here, but I was born the same year the Avs won the first Stanley Cubs. So I don't really remember that moment, but I kind of remember like 2001. But I can – I bet it's, like, the same moment as, like, when Ovi had the cup when the Caps won. So I can only imagine what that was like.
0: Yeah, that's – I definitely don't remember 2001 as I was six as much as just the, the Ovi comparison. Um But, like, every single – per every single hockey – I feel like every single athlete was, like, hell yeah. Like, so happy that Ovi just did it. I can only imagine how it was for Ray.
1: Yeah, um uh- – Let's see. I'll probably won't be able to find it fast enough, but All
3: right, I'll ab- stall for you.
0: Oh, oh no! <laughs> what are just, you gonna? Well, I just
3: every year there's a short list of, of of vets right looking looking to do exactly what he did, and yeah. probably ninety nine percent of the time, if you do the math, it's it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? That's the Cinderella ending. If you wrote that one out, you might get a note from the editor that says, "Maybe this yeah. is a little too clean." You know, a little
1: too on you right. You're right. <laughs> Truth it was really stranger co- than fiction. Sometimes <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was really cool that we got to—I mean, with all the circumstances going on in the world, I feel like DNVR watches gave people like me, um, and I've said it before, a chance to watch some of those moments that Denver sports fans went through, and like, like the two thousand and one Stanley Cup, like so many, so many great memories, and kind of like relive it and understand the fan base a little more. It's yeah. awesome.
1: Since we had. The Ovi talk. I just love the moment of him realizing that he actually won the cup.
4: <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that
0: thing we were just playing. For yeah. The he's <laughs> like, what? Oh. All right, guys. Well, oh. I can barely remember either. I was just graduating college. <laughs> Different reason for
1: the <laughs> not whippering <remembering, laughs> maybe. First. Year, oh. First year A little
2: bit of an age difference there. <laughs>
0: And then we have Drew in here saying, quote, Allie, you can put a baby in a cup.
2: <laughs> a- a- both, yeah, you I can!
0: Think-
4: <laughs> I think, are you an Ann Gettys, Stan? That's a deep cut for anyone who knows who Ann Gettys is. Okay, maybe just- nope. Maybe <laughs> gonna- too deep of a cut there. <laughs> She's the lady who, who did the photographs of little babies in, like, different shapes. And-
0: oh, is that? Ann I Gettys. think I only know that from um, The Office, doesn't What's her face? Angela. Angela, love those pictures. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, but boring. those
2: pictures are freaky. Like your newborn baby looks like an alien. I don't want to see pictures of your newborn baby looking like a curled up alien. Like they just freak me out so bad. I'm not. Michaela's
3: out on babies. Put it down. Yeah. That's your first take. That's going into the. I mean, at least test.
2: wait till they're that's cute. Spicy. Like, you know, when they're like at least a year. Maybe you start taking pictures and they got like chubby cheeks and chubby that's thighs. A good take, but like. Mikayla. <laughs>
0: All right, so anyone like who it. has a child next in the DNVR family, do not show Michaela
2: any pictures of your child until they're I a won't girl. be babysitting until they're a year old.
1: DNVR onesie coming soon. Do
4: not buy Michaela a camera until her baby's first
2: birthday.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh, Lindsay's
2: right here agreeing with you. <laughs> I don't You're even know how yet. many. <laughs> They look like little baby aliens. Like, just I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. They're scary.
0: (laughs) Some babies look cute when they're that little. Others do kind of look like aliens. But, like, cute aliens. All right. Anyways, before we wrap up, Green Mountain Dental Group is the place you should go check out to get your teeth cleaned. If you get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Don't forget to tweet at us when you go because showing them support really helps us out. Free Sonicare toothbrush. I talked about this last show, but I went to Steamboat and didn't bring my electric toothbrush. And it just doesn't feel like it gets. I just brought a regular toothbrush and electric toothbrushes are so much better. You can get a free one if you go to Green Mountain Dental Group and get a cleaning x-ray and exam. I am going to get my wisdom teeth removed at Green Mountain Dental Group. Congrats! I'm a little nervous. It was a bet ba- I should have done this earlier, because I don't. There's not a good time now with all sports coming on, with my face being a chipmunk. Um, so we're gonna see how that goes. But Lindsay recently went and got her teeth cleaned, and said it was one of the best dental experiences she's ever had. So that's always good. Does I she feel need like,
3: her Sonicare? Because I'll take it if she doesn't.
0: <laughs> uh, I bet you she does. That's mm-hmm. probably why she went to go just oh, check yeah, them out. Right. Yeah. I guess
3: I could just do. So that you too, should right? go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> starting to get it.
0: But, yeah, she said it was one of the best dental experiences she's had, which is really important because I feel like if you don't have a good dentist, then you don't want to go every year to go see them because you're like, oh, I'm going to be in pain, I'm, my mouth is going to be numb, all that stuff. You don't like it, so if it's a good one, definitely go check out Green Mountain Dental Group if you are interested in getting a new dentist and a free Sonicare toothbrush. That was a weird sound from someone. Did anybody hear that?
3: I did. I was going to ignore <laughs> it, but...
0: It sounded like I don't even know. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Denver Sports Podcast. If you want to leave us a topic that we should talk about, definitely tweet at me or leave it in a comment on the post. Don't forget to subscribe to the iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We would really, really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. And we are just a few weeks closer to – Real sports being back. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to check out the DNVR bar and all that good stuff.